Welcome to Muffed Movies, where we act out your favorite films using only our memories, our voices, and some tiny notes. I am your host, Mark Soloff, and this episode was recorded in December of 2021 with special co-host Grant Howitt. Enjoy! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies. I am your impetuous host, Mark Soloff, and with me in the Muff Chamber once again, indie game developer, darling of the internet, it's Grant Howard. Hello, beautiful listeners. Hello, what do you call them? Muffies? Muffos? Muffbos. Oh, man. Muffbos? Muff- well, I like Muffbo, but okay. <laughs> what else they ask muffos out of my seat muffbo <laughs> oh man oh i'm sorry so just for archival purposes we are recording this episode on december 17th in the year of our lord 2021 we thought we'd be out of the pandemic by now but guess what oh, life uh, uh finds a way mm. uh, mm, uh so you know, hopefully wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, you are keeping healthy and safe and away from people like me. Grant, where can people find your work? rrdgames.com. Um, you can go there and you can download literally everything. Um, pretty much every game I've written, as uh, the ones which we've released ourselves at least. And if you thought this was funny, hats off to you. Thanks. And uh, you can read some more of my some more funny things I've I've written there, including things like uh, I just put out when this is recording a game called Wreck the Halls with mm-hmm. a uh, with a designer called Thryn Henderson, which is about um, breaking into uh, absurdly wealthy people's houses in the cyberpunk future and stealing Christmas from them. Today's movie is, of course. Pan's Labyrinth, and we're not talking about Bread's Labyrinth. Mm. We're talking about Pan, the little mythological figure with the little pipes. The horny goat guy. Although, I think it's Spanish. It is not called Pan's Labyrinth. No. It's called, like, the Labyrinth of the Fawn. That's correct. A fawn. A fawn. Which is, is a fawn is the same Fawn-a. as a satyr, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so, backwards leg boy. Yeah. Horn head. Horny head. Mm-hmm. Got the pipes. Bit mysterious, bit of a trickster character. Uh, What's it going to do now? Probably be real cringy and weird at a little girl in this movie. Nineteen forty-four. It is a time of global conflict. As the flames of World War II still rage across the globe, the Spanish Civil War has reached an unstable conclusion with the state, with dictator Francisco Franco gaining control of Spain. Although Franco's forces have rooted their enemies, pockets of armed resistance groups still remain hidden in the mountains, waging an irregular civil war with the new fascist regime. Smash cut to nighttime. We see a little girl, a Spanish girl. Brown haired waif of a thing, a slip of a girl. Yeah, that's a good way to describe this one. Um, she is lying on a, a collection of stones on the ground and gasping, and we see a red, oh no, a red trickle of blood uh, coming out of her nose. But wait, this isn't coming out. The blood is slowly flowing yep, 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 backwards up her nose. Welcome to the magical world of Guillermo del Toro. Where blood goes in instead of out. 
I feel like something miraculous has happened and that we're about to learn the story of how one little girl got a bloody nose. Whoosh. <laughs> Fade cut. The Underworld Kingdom. Oh, is it a Lord of the Rings miniature castle? Might as well be, because mm -hmm. we see a very monotone, gray, fantastical, mythical, elven-looking uh, structure. I, I don't, I, I don't have castle words. I'm not sure if it's a city we're looking at or just one big old castle. Definitely a mythical kingdom, not like you know, Stoke. Right, yeah. the kingdom of Stoke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're all familiar with Stoke. Oh, sorry, not like. Um... We don't have castles here in Chicago. <laughs> it's not the Sears Tower, Mark. We hear a narrator in a deep Spanish voice. I am not going to recreate. Because it's the thing, Mark. Everyone in this film has a Spanish accent. And I only yep. got the one. So I think <laughs> I'm going to save it for someone special. That's the funny thing about muffing a film like this is I don't really know how the characters sound. I mean, I know their tone. Yeah. But as far, you know, it's... it's... I got... I've got a sneaking suspicion they might sound like maybe one of six voices. <laughs> <laughs> a narrator tells us, <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was an underground kingdom that knew no pain or lies. The princess escaped into the sunny world above, but was blinded by the sun and forgot who she was. Though she died, the king knew that her soul will return someday, perhaps in a different body, perhaps in a different time. I'm, 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 arm. We see a little shadow puppet of the princess girl ascending a staircase into the blinding white light of Solaris, the sun. And uh, we fade, we cut from there to uh, a forest road on the moon of Endor. No, just kidding. It's still Spain. Um, Calm down, nerds. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a, there's a long shot of what looked to me like a castle. Although, once again, in Chicago, there are no castles. I don't know what I'm looking at. Everything's for a the... castle in Spain. Oh, okay. For the remainder of the movie, they referred to that area as the mill. Mm. But I don't see any millstones. Mm. I don't see any any waterworks, you know. Maybe it was a mill, like, uh, hundreds of years ago, and now the trees have grown up, but it still has the structure of the mill around it. But, like, but the, the things were so bad under Franco's government that they had to sell off the windmill blades for scrap. Oh, okay. Or to make a boat. Okay. So they could sail <laughs> what away. boat in the Spanish <laughs> Navy? The famous, after that, famously under-equipped Spanish Armada. <laughs> after that horrible Armada situation, they had to rebuild slowly. <laughs> we have four tiny boats. It's basically a convoy of military trucks. Mm. Fucking fascists. Mm -hmm. But wait a minute. The fascists are carrying two very special pieces of cargo. <gasps> Women! <laughs> Just what this film needs. There's Carmen, the elegant and yet melancholy mother of Ophelia, or Ophelia, depending on how you get down. Um... <laughs> We see Carmen um, looking kind of green around the gills, like patting her pregnant protuberance. Oh, Ophelia, I'm so very... Is that posh? Oh, Ophelia, I'm so very pregnant. Oh, what are you doing reading those nonsense books? Oh, Mama, you know the only thing that gives me any form of pleasure is to read these fairy tales about 
monsters and creatures that have autonomy and are able to influence their own fate. Tish posh girl, there's no such thing as affecting your own fate or having autonomy. Now listen, I know. Oh, oh no, driver, pull over. Yes, <laughs> make speech. Oh wait. <laughs> I'm so uh. sorry. I'm so fucking pregnant. Her, her mum puked down the side of the car. She's managed to get the window open. But uh, it's that's pretty the worst. <laughs> it's pretty grim. It's pretty bad. You can see that, like, a couple of the soldiers are like, "Oh man, come on, man. we don't want to see that. Come on, have to clean that off." So, pregnancy established. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ophelia, who is uh, predisposed to avoid vomit, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? She wanders off into the woods, and she sees a strange. I called it a statue, but it might be a plinth. It might just be a stein. Um, rock. But it's a, it's a rock. Yeah. It's a, it's an ornate rock mm. with very ancient carvings in it. It looks kind of like a little facey face, but it's missing an eyeball. Hmm. This won't do, she says. She pulls her trusty apple from her Spanish backpack and shoves it into the gaping cavity where once there was surely a rock that looked like an eyeball. There, much better, she says, clapping her hands together decisively. What? What's this? Is, is there a cold squirrel somewhere in the woods? She hears a chittering, a flittering, a fluttering, and suddenly she's buttering the muffin of uh, excitement. <laughs> because... All right, darling. Oh, no. It's me, it's very... I might look a lot like some sort of long, fucked-up grasshopper to you, but I assure you I'm from the fairy realm. It's the fairy from the mighty boosh. <laughs> oh, no, it's the voice again, isn't it? Okay. No, I love it. Okay. I love that. Oh, uh, whoa. Are you some sort of a praying mantis that I've never seen? I've never heard of a fairy that looked like you. Looks, okay. Looks like your mum's finished revomiting, but uh, I'll see you around, my girl. Mm, the disgusting little bug scampers and capers off into the trees. Uh, K Mysterioso, she is, Ophelia says to herself, Ophelia, I'm done vomiting. Oh, good. Ophelia races back to Mummy's car. Now, listen, listen, I must, there's something very important. You have to listen, you must listen to me, Ophelia. Oh, God, I'm so pregnant, I can't understand her. Uh, I, can't, I can't say that enough. Okay, she takes out her AirPods. You need to call, there's a man we're going to meet, and he's a real wrong'un. Well, he's, uh, he's, he's the captain of this, of this place, who's going to, to, he's going to look after us, but you have to call him Dad. But he's not my father. My father was killed by fascists. Well, he, put it this way, he wanted to be your dad more than your previous dad wanted to be alive, I suppose. But he's your dad now. <laughs> but he's not my dad. He's just a capitan. Oh, Philly, you will understand. Not everything is nice and lovely like those books you read. No, no, no. Sometimes you have to do unpleasant things for other people. For reasons they refuse to explain. Okay. So, Unpleasant things. Remember, daddy, dad, pop, pop, father, any of the above is fine. Okay. Uh, as, as soon as he uh, talks to me, I'll be sure 
to call him father without fail. Yell it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> the two of them uh, climb back into the car and the motorcade putters on down. The Wee! Wee! Say a couple of the drivers who are happy to be back <laughs> on the way. Uh, winding down the muddy, uh, ill-repaired woodland road here in rural Espana. And we come to the mill grounds. And we see a real, a real piece of shit <laughs> who comes out to greet us. Who do we see, Mark? We see Captain Vidal. Sassoon. Mm. Captain Vidal is the head fascist of this collection of mill-bound fascists that we are presented with. <laughs> Trapped in a mill. These fascists are forced to eat each other to survive. We cannot figure out which way is the exit. <laughs> At being fascists, we will not exit through the entrance. <laughs> there are rules. He is, he is, he's jackbooted. He is, like, there's a, slight, there's a slightly more rural and worn down look to everyone here. It's not the sort of Nazi fascists which you're used to. It's more like they're slightly tighter than everyone else around them, and they have matching mm -hmm. uniforms. And this guy is, he's a severe, stern-looking guy with slick-backed hair uh, and um, braces. And, and a lovely hat he has. He does, he, does, he does have a pretty sharp hat. And by braces, American, Grant means suspenders. Oh. He's not wearing corrective orthodonture. You know what? What the fuck? He's wearing corrective orthodontia. So. Yeah, he's really, he's really, you know what he's, and he's self-conscious about it as well. All of my teeth must be in line, just like the people of this nation. Bring my teeth in line before my wife arrives. So, um, Captain Vidal is looking at a cracked pocket watch. He sees the convoy pull up. He slaps it shut and tuts to himself, 15 minutes late. As though... As though that's a big fucking deal when you mm -hmm. live in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And, I mean, he's his own boss. He calls the shots. Right. What does it matter? Uh, I don't know. What, what's he doing? I guess it's... Well, I mean, I, we will find out, won't we? Yeah, we're going to find out what he's doing. Crosswords and stuff. The wild hogs come to a screech as the just over-enthusiastic drivers uh, jump out and start high-fiving each other. <laughs> They're jumping up and down, they're hugging. Oh, it's so much fun. Let's do it again. <clears throat> Drivers, <laughs> says Captain Vidal. I salute. Return. Return to your driving seats and uh, get ready for your next driving outing. Yes, sir. The two of them go and sit back behind uh, their cars and make little brum brum noises. As, uh, <laughs> as, as, as Lady Carmen gets out of the car, she says... Oh, my my wife and the egg holding my precious son's body inside of it. Uh, Carmen, right? That's Carmen? It's still Carmen, yes. Okay, cool. Carmen, this is Dr. Ferrero, and... <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Who? Hmm. Dr. Ferriero. Okay. Ferriero. It's not that hard. Anyway... I'm going to call him Doc. Uh, so, uh, Carmi, Carm, 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 look, you're pregnant, and I am apparently your master and lord, so I dictate what you do with your body until that sun comes out. Um, so, you are going to get in this wheelchair, and you're going to stay in this wheelchair. I think it's a walk. I think I can make it to the homestead, at least. Carmen takes three steps and immediately falls into a sinkhole. <laughs> 
<laughs> Captain shrugs. That's Spain. <laughs> Two of the two of the captain's aides reach down and sort of huck her out of the hall and put her into the wheelchair where she sits slightly dazed. And the doctor nods and pushes her off towards the um, towards the house. Oh, in uh, Ophelia, you must come out and say hello to the captain. He- oh, right. Hello, hello, Ophelia. Uh, hello, Fatten, Fat Captor, Captor. Uh oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, Ophelia, trying to placate this military man, does the most grown-up thing she can remember. She extends her left hand to shake his hand while clutching her precious fairy tale tomes in her right. Uh, shake on it? You uh-huh. wretched fool, it's the other hand. Oh. <laughs> she, she swaps books and looks at her right hand, which is glowing with a strange mystical energy. Yes. That's this hand? That's the one. <laughs> well... Why not try shaking hands now? Okay. She puts her tiny little hand in his big meaty paw, and suddenly his eyes light up with an orange, evil, uh, crackling uh, force. He sucks the childhood joy straight out of her magical hand. No! My phasing abilities! Ah, Just what I needed to perfect my suite of powers. Go and lie down, wife. Ophelia, I don't care about you. And he hovers off slightly, uh, propelled by fascist energy and the magic of childhood, uh, towards a different room. The book looks at Ophelia. You've made him even stronger. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Way to go. (laughs) Smash cut. (laughs) To the... Uh, nearby forest. Oh, man. Ophelia can't get enough of the woods. She's a city girl, and she's never seen trees before. Oh, wow, all this. There's this kind of this this lumpy brown pavement underneath my feet. Is this right. This... Oh, wow, you can talk. Hi, lumpy brown pavement. Hi, I used to be a breakfast food, but... <laughs> but the... The, the fascists figured out that they could use me as cobblestones. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. Oh, thanks, Bran Pavement. Oh, what a wonderful forest we have here. I think I shall go and wander around for ages. Maybe see if I can spot that little fairy again. Suddenly, she notices an ornate ancient stone archway. What? I don't remember that being here, says the uh, game level developer. Is this a cursed video game? Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know, I got no other way to describe it. It's the entrance to a labyrinth. You got me. She walks towards the labyrinth, and then everything gets real spooky, real mysterious. <laughs> it's going to be fun to sink two, up, isn't it? Two different hearts. A space marine oh, is nearby, with both of his hearts beating. Into... No, there's no space marine. Everything gets real spooky. Uh, the uh, the music swells. The labyrinth seems to tower over Ophelia's little head, and we can hear the the chittering uh, of of fairies and the distant music of uh, strange unearthly instruments calling from within the labyrinth. I thought you were doing the um. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I wish I was. It's just Usher in there. 
I was doing Billie Eilish Bad Guy, which ah. is like the most modern song I'm aware of. Okay, it's too modern for me. Yeah, we did it. Well we done. got there. Well done. <clears throat> wow, what a plinth, she says. <laughs> Smash cut. Two, the war room. Full of war. Jam-packed full of war, this room. Oh. Swords, guns, cannons, bombs, tanks, missiles, rifles, pistols, knives, bomby knockers, morning stars, horses with armor on, planes. <laughs> that's all the war things I can think of. Yeah, and above, that's very good, thank by you, the way. Thank you very much. Above the entrance to the war room, there's a sign that says, no treaties allowed. Mm-mm. Take that. Um, uh, Versailles? Yeah, that was a treaty. treaty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We, got there. we got there. Yeah, yeah, that works. We I was see... thinking the, the Edict of Worms, and that's not a treaty. I don't think so. We see Captain v- Captain Vidal. He is he is pacing back impatiently, having been kept an extra 15 minutes by a stupid vomiting egg sack of a wife. I'm Captain, my captain. Uh, mm. It's I, uh, Lieutenant Uzo, the, the Greek man. Lieutenant Uzo, how are things with these horrible, dirty resistance fighters in the woods? Well, I'll tell you what, these partisans, which is a word for resistance fighters who fought fascists in World War II. Mm-hmm. I might use that word again. Okay. Um, <clears throat> these partisans, they are holed up from the soul up. Mm. And I'll tell you, they're, they're hard to find, they're just entrenched, and they are determined to take pot shots at us and, and w- wear away... Uh, our forces here, so we gotta set up some some guard posts or something. We gotta comb the woods, cause I mean, this is like this is asymmetrical war. What sort of things do? What was it you called them? Partners? Partisans. What, what sort of things do partisans like? Do you imagine? Um, f- uh, the freedom for their countrymen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh d- democracy. Okay. Um. Oh, you know what? They were always shooting them, so they do like bandages and antibiotics. Mm, very good. We put a load of freedom and democracy and antibiotics and bandages in the in this fancy stronghold building we have, and then we let the little fuckers scurry on in. I don't so, know. this building where you, your pregnant wife, and your adoptive daughter sleep. Mm-hmm. Is where we want to lure these dangerous gunmen into. Mm-hmm. So well, you're the captain. To kill. <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll just burn down the house on top of them, <laughs> Vladimir Tepish style. I'm shooting through my own body to harm them, <laughs> Ra's al Ghul style. Yes. I got a million of them. I know about war history. You know that famous historical moment at war where Ra's al Ghul. Stabbed himself to stab Batman. I don't know. It's in a video game. Ah, uh, that I probably did play. Yeah, okay. You don't like games or video. You're quite the Luddite. Mm-hmm. I like I like books and I like um, what's the opposite of a game? A rock. The opposite of a game mm, work. Work well, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, idiot! Smash cut. Carmen's bedroom. We haven't met Carmen yet. Carmen yes. is a yes. We have have we? Yes, I got I got I got her confused with Mercedes. We never see Mercedes. They're bedroom. both kinds of cars. <clears throat> mm. Carmen's bedroom. Um, the uh, Ophelia's mother, Captain's wife, exact du jour, 
is uh, laying languidly on a bed. <laughs> and seem, seeming pretty ill. Uh, okay, so it looks to me like you might have a baby in you. I am a doctor, says Dr. Fierro. Uh, Dr. Fierro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, let me practice medicine on you. Do you uh, do you have a, a wishbone you need me to extract? I've got some water on the knee. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, he pulls out a small bucket. I'm ready. Uh, also, mm -hmm. in addition to being a doctor, I am a sensational peddler of drugs. <laughs> Here's if you need to come down from a hot night, he says, and he pulls out like a container of laudanum mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, kind of liquid old, old timey tincture. sleep drug. Yeah. Um, true story. When my parents were still married and uh, in the 1960s, they honeymooned in Turkey. My mom got diarrhea and my dad went to a pharmacy to try to like get an anti- you know, like Pepto-Bismol or something, um, bismuth. And <laughs> the Turkish pharmacist gave him tincture of opiate. Whoa. Yeah, he was like, give her a few drops of this, that in that butthole will stop. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't gonna care. Yeah, so she just did opium and, like, slept through the sickness. Sweet. Yeah. Good work, Turkish medicine. <clears throat> yeah, good work. On the subject of doing opium and sleeping through the sickness, Ophelia, mm -hmm. uh, Ophelia's mom, Carmen, takes a uh, takes a few drops of this delicious tincture on her tongue, and Jefferson Airplane starts playing. Be very careful. Only give yourself two drops. Mm -hmm. any, any more than two drops, and you will be very tired and uncoordinated, and will fly into a homicidal rage. Everybody forgets that second part. <laughs> I'll be sure to. She, she like, like she. You can see her like scraping a third drop off her tongue. With a <laughs> I'll be sure not to have any more than two drops. Thank you, thank you so much, Doctor. You've been very good to me. Now, if you excuse me, I'm so pregnant. I have to go uh, for a while. Okay, uh. I'll be in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Facing towards her or away from her? Both. I am Janus, the god of two faces. That's the other thing about about the uh, Doctor Listen, which we didn't mention. He has a face in the back of his head, and not in a kind of not in kind of a, like a freaky Harry Potter um, tur turban kind of way. Professor but Quirrell. He has, yeah, Quirrell. Yeah, he has uh, he has a full copy of his head on the back of his head, and no one mentions it ever. Yeah, it's a weird inclusion, but. It's absolutely in the film. Look for it. I, I, look, I mean, I think it's great that we're employing actors with different kinds of bodies and different, um, you know, nationalities and numbers of faces. And I think this is a really important type of representation that some people have one face in the back of their heads, which is the opposite of the of of the thing that the front face is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ophelia gets bored AF. Um. She uh, inspects her mother's sweet, dank medicine mm -hmm. vial and is like, how could I use this in this point-and-click adventure in the future? Uh, thinking better of it, though, she puts it back on the bedside table. Flash cut to the beautiful hallway with Dr. and Mercedes. Yeah. 
This this is the first. Oops, I forgot a thing about Mercedes. What's that? So this is the first time we're meeting Mercedes in this movie. Yeah, it's okay. We, we can introduce her. It's okay. Mercedes. 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 Uh, is what the steward of the house? I don't uh, know the word. The, 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 the chief housekeeper. She's in charge of. Okay. She's in charge of keeping things going over, keeping things ticking she, over. She's the boss mm-hmm. of some things. Um, and g- guess what, audience? She's secretly on the side of the guerrilla resistance. Doctor, she, doctor, come here. Uh, yeah, doctor says, and he he tears himself away from the mirror, just fascinated. <laughs> With his his own countenance. Yeah, what is it, Mercedes? Keep keep your voice down, you fool. Come here. Please be quiet. What is it, Mercedes? Okay, close. Says the voice in the back <laughs> of his head. Yes, okay. Use use your backwards voice. It's good. Oh, okay. Did you get any more medicine for my terribly sick friend in the mountains? Oh, boy. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Mercedes, but it's pretty hard to sneak antibiotics out from under the nose of these Nazis or whatever they are. But you are a doctor. Surely you are supposed to carry medicines. Yes, and uh, so I did not fail you, but I warn you, it's a generic. Oh. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's the same thing, but uh, I know some people like the brand name. Anyway. I I, I am not concerned. Thank you. Let's go. Here's... Here's your hydroxychloroquine, and I hope that your sick friend gets better from this. He passes her a um, a a vial, a clear vial of medicine. Uh, Yum! Which we believe delicious. Uh, but we, I, uh, she believes uh, there's there's there some medicine. But we see who's this? Who's this? Watching this conversation? About... Is it Watu the Watcher? No. <laughs> I don't know who that. Yeah, sorry. Wait, I'm sorry, Mark. Improv. Yes, he's me. What's with the Watcher? Who am I? From my favorite Marvel comics. I now Uatu Mercedes says, uh, waggling her finger at the naughty, uh, immortal entity. You know you're not supposed to become involved in the affairs of man. Oh, but I just like meddling so much. I want I to know. be in the film. <laughs> well, you are now. Great. So... Okay. Listen, you leave me later. I'll be hanging around back, okay? Okay. Hey, just from a canonical standpoint, how big am I? Great question. <laughs> you might be a you might be a small man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you may be bald and you may have a cape. I don't do not recall. Am I from Dragon Ball Z? No. Okay. I mean, yes, and Marvel. <laughs> Watu piles into his spaceship and flies back off to somewhere else. Some, someone else who was watching was a figure. Uh-oh. Was yeah. that, that tricksy little city girl rat. We see a book right in front of her face that reads boring adult literature and has two eye holes cut out <laughs> all the way through it. And she's just spying and scrying with her palantir. But that's for another story. Um, oh, no, I've been rumbled. Uh, cheese it, she says to the book, and she uh, immediately runs straight into the mirror. Ow! <laughs> Mercedes is, like, the, the, the focus pulls back, and you see Mercedes is standing perfectly behind her, a mobile, as she bumps into the mirror, like, like falls over the banister, comes back up the <laughs> stairs, picks the book up, and then walks backwards into her mom's room behind the book. <laughs> Hmm, says Mercedes. I hope this will not come back to haunt me later. (laughs) 
I don't think you need to worry. I didn't see anything out of place. <laughs> he says, covering his eyes on the front and back. How? Smashka! Two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Two? Back into the bedroom. We've come, we've, we've, I, you know, I don't think we needed a smash cut for that. We're just veering in and out. Something I realized about this movie, um, it would be better as a play. It does seem like a play. A lot of the like magical realism stuff mm -hmm. would translate better on the stage. And also, there's like three locations mm -hmm. in the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what they spent on special effects, they saved on the set pieces. They're setting the entire thing basically in a LARP site in the middle of Spain. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. Mm. Into the bedroom. Ew, it smells like sick lady. Uh. Daughter, I'm troubled with drugs and baby. What, what can I do for you, mother? Is there any? Uh, would you like me to use a, a, um, a soothing static machine to allow you to sleep? Or I, I could subscribe you to the Headspace app and you could do some kind of meditation with Andy. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Just let me get my, let me get my AirPods in. And she, 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 she puts in her AirPods and sticks them up. <laughs> Um, and Ophelia goes and starts up the guided meditation app. This, this time it's themed around fairy tales. Hi, I'm Andy. Welcome to Headspace Guided Meditation for Weirdos. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to be a fawn? Well, it's sort of like a satyr, but not really, in it. Anyway, I'm from England, and you should be sleeping soundly right now, because my voice is so... Very, very boring. You can see that under the hypnotic spell of Andy's placid tones, Ophelia and Carmen have uh, have, have uh, Ophelia and Carmen fall asleep in each other's arms. A little, a little moment of security and dare we say sanctuary amongst all this strangeness and change. Yeah. Andy goes on to tell a story about a poison flower that no one can reach. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an idiot, but I'm pretty sure that never comes back in it does, the story. It doesn't, um, it doesn't have, it doesn't bear a great deal of relevance to yeah. what's going on. I guess maybe in like a really broad allegorical sense it could do. Like if you want to find meaning in it, you can. Absolutely, yeah. Death of the author, mate, yeah. Yeah, it never comes back. Meanwhile... Ba -da -ba -da -ba. In the captain's room, he's doing things that a military man likes to do, like polish his watch and boots. Polishing his watch with one hand and his boots with the other, he is uh, he is he is basically juggling through military prep. He is, yeah, he is spit prize war stallion. He is, is cleaning his gun. <laughs> he uh, he is marching back and forth. He's putting an extra feather, a uh, plume on his hat. He's tying a banner to a stick. He's, he's using VR glasses to uh, observe the defeat of Napoleon at Waterloo just for uh, shits and giggles. He's wall running. <clears throat> and he's fixing a watch. That's a, You know, that's one thing. You know how Hitler was like into the occult mm -hmm. and had Nazis looking for the Spear of Destiny? Yeah. One thing you don't know is he was hard into parkour as really? well. Really? 
Yeah, and so okay. a lot of fascists. There's a lot of archival video of fascists <laughs> wall running, yeah. like hopping over two low buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and thank God that they never applied that uh, to combat. No. Because they would have kicked our planes right out of the air. <laughs> would have muscled over and landed on the wing and made them drive into a big building. Mm -hmm. He's doing all kinds of military stuff. And the doctor walks in. Hi, what you doing? Do you have popcorn? Yes, there's some popcorn in the corner. I haven't finished the bowl yet. Oh boy! The doctor goes over where he finds three or four pieces of popcorn just like lazily thrown into the corner and he snuffles it up like a pig finding truffles. Oh yeah, I haven't eaten all day. It's his back mouth speaking all the front mouth eats. <laughs> back mouth is for pleasure, front mouth is for utility. <laughs> How goes the, how's my son, and I suppose, the flesh prison that he's currently trapped in? Look, uh, Capitan, I hate to be the bearer of any kind of disagreement with you, but when you insisted that your eight-and-a-half-month pregnant wife travel the bumpiest roads in Spain... On a dirt bike, fast, yes. Yeah, at a, on a dirt bike, um, until she could find the convoy uh, two days later... You know, I think that was ill-advised because uh, she's all shook up. Um, you know, her organs are all in different places than they should be <laughs> as far as I can tell. The captain pushes the doctor who trips over his own feet and lands on the bed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listener. Captain. Listener, the reason why Mark said he pushes him is because I, I did a sort of sweeping motion with my hand. Yeah, Grant is a very physical voice actor. So when he goes to pretend to vomit, he like literally turns away from the mic, mm -hmm. bends over, and vomits, which is great. A pile of sick on the ground. Yeah, yeah. and tea. Mm-hmm. Tea sick, which is what they used to call Tom Selleck. Get off my bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying. Make sure... The vessel for my beautiful boy is kept at least alive until my boy is. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I will do whatever arcane magics I have left at my disposal to make sure that her hearts keep beating. Use your uh, most, her single heart. Yep, use your most powerful magics upon her. I, I, will. I will, if, if you fail, you know what will happen. I'll kill you. What? Oh. That's what I do. Just kill people all day long. Oh no! Really, Captain? I've been working, Captain. I've been working Captain. for the bad guy. <laughs> Captain, there's something going on outside, Captain. Yes. Well, what is it, you lackey? Sir, we uh, Corporal Lackey reporting for duty, sir. Uh, we found mm -hmm. these two men in the woods. They say they was hunting rabbits. Yeah, we was just hunting rabbits, boss. Oh, you brought them into my bedroom. Thanks. <laughs> This will well, make cold. things easier. <clears throat> now, look, <laughs> Officer Lackey, this, <laughs> this is how a fascist interrogates a uh, woodsman. Uh, you, hello. the younger, the younger of the two. Hey, how's it going? We're Hi, do you know rabbits for, for, for dinner? What's your occupation? A uh, poet. A poet? Mm -hmm. Hunting rabbits? Well, it's not a lot of poetry jobs going around at the moment. 
Well, based on my prejudice against the arts, I find it hard to believe that any poet would be able to find, let alone kill, a living creature. Oh, you frumbled me, sir. Oh, I'm sorry we were doing revolutionary business in the woods. Son, shut up, the older man says, and he elbows his son harshly in the rib cage. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, we were getting rabbits for our sick daughter and sister. All right, listen to me, you lying little piece of shit. Mm -hmm. The captain pulls the young man towards him. He pulls out, oh my God, his little squeegee stress toy that the captain keeps on his desk. You know, the one that looks like a little man and you squeeze it and his little nose, eyes, and ears stalks like uh, extrude out like blip, blip, blip. Do you know what this is? The captain says. Oh, yeah, it's one of those, um, it's one of those squeezy stress toys you squeeze in the eyes and tongue and the stalks come out. That's right. And you're stressing me out. <gasps> no more! The captain <coughs> takes a little stress toy and he boofs it <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, twelve times harmlessly into the young man's forehead. Now I hope you are... Uh, appropriately shamed. Get them out of my sight. Release them back into the woods. <laughs> they run, they, the they two men them. leave without disturbing the audience in any way. No one's nose gets mashed into anything. Oh, what a vicious and cruel sadist that captain is. Because at any time, he might go back and shoot them. You never know. But we didn't have to, we didn't have to see that. Absolutely so. Not. He didn't kill him. Right. Don't worry about it. Don't watch this scene in the movie. Yeah, just fast forward through. You can trust Mark. Not going to like it. Oh, look, says the doctor, <laughs> who has been snuffling around in the two bags, trying to find some wayward kernels of popcorn. <laughs> it's rabbits! The doctor pulls out two freshly slain hares. And a poem! <laughs> so they were telling the truth after all. Officer Bumpkins! Smash cut. Back oh. to the bedroom from before. Back to mom's bedroom. And we, we hear chittersome noise scuttling Ooh. through the night. What's his fat and kindnessness, says Ophelia in her cockney dreams. Her tiny Spanish eyes open up and... Oh, she sees the weird mantoid, the insectine entity that she seemed to loose from uh, its stone prison earlier when she stuffed an apple into that statue's eye. Hello, go. Oh, hello. Um, are you hello? Are you a fairy? I'm gonna call you a fairy. I'm comfortable with that. Do you think this is what a fairy looks like? Do you go? No, actually, I would assume you're just an insect that I've never seen before. <laughs> I guess most of them don't talk. Listen, I need you to come with me. I need you to scramble down some holes with me, girl. Put on your, oh, no. put on your best scrabbling boots, because we're going to nope, get underground. I, I don't go anywhere with strange bugs, only with humanoids. Like this, she says and holds open her big book of childish baby tales. And there's a picture of Disney's Tinkerbell on it. Oh, why didn't you say? Hang on a second. Uh, the insect strains and heaves and shits out a, a bolus of putrid flesh, leaving behind its empty carapace. The bolus 
beats, throbs, pulses like uh, a gross, slimy heart. Then suddenly the, the membrane bursts and issues forth not perfect reproduction of Disney's Tinkerbell. It's still kind of creepy and scary looking, but more humanoid than the insect one. Ah. Hi, are you the same entity or are you its child? It's me, Princess Tinkerbell. Fairy Tinkerbell? Hi. Oh, hi. I love princesses. Anyway. You got any meat? No. Okay. <laughs> you got to come on down to the labyrinth with me. Yeah, okay, I only follow strange humans to places, so yeah, let's go, Tinkerbell. That's me! Uh, Tinkerbell flaps away on, like, wet wings. Like, sodden, like... Like, they're leaving little spatters everywhere the fairy flies. It's mainly a kind of a run, or a hop, as uh, as this horrible fairy <laughs> um, brings her down to the labyrinth. Down, uh, out, down the stairway out through the back door, down into the woods, and down into the labyrinth, down a spiral staircase. As the wind sweeps around them and the music swells and the stars brood ominously overhead. Ooh, what a environment. I hope something magical doesn't happen. A rabbit falls out of a hat. Whoa, too late. <laughs> Ophelia turns around and sees uh, the the top hat with the beautiful white bunny hopping out. And from the shadows, she hears a strange, ancient voice. Oh, hello. I see we have a little girl come to visit me at the entry to the labyrinth. Who are you? I have many names. Some people call me a phone. F-A-U-N. If you're not very familiar with that, you can call me Pan, which means bread. Some people call me Incognito Jones, the criminal bosser who dresses up as other creatures. But, you know, you can call me, like, I don't know, Hank. It's a real bad-looking guy. Yeah, it doesn't look like a safe thing. It's no. a, It's a monster. Mm -hmm. And it's just a monster that doesn't happen to be attacking anyone right now. So, like, for some reason, we're cool with him. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, uh, so, your, your, um, your fairy uh, friend told me to come. Hi! Your fairy friend told me to come down here. Um, do you have a, did you have a message for me? Or is it more of a hang sesh? <laughs> uh, yes. I'm glad that you put a piece of apple into the eyeball of that sacred statue. That was a first test, and you passed with <laughs> flying colors. So you. I'm going to... You might want to sit down on that folding chair right there okay. I laid out for you. That's Careful, cool. it's from the 1930s. It's pretty old. Oh, it's 10 years, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so... I want to tell you that you think you are Ophelia, a little Spanish girl. But in reality, you are Princess Moana from Disney's <laughs> Moana. Pretty exciting, huh? Is the spelling the same? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is in fond language. Wow. I. It's That's a pretty good film. I can't wait to see more. 
Good. Yeah, me too. I would like to watch it for the first time so I could talk about it more. <gasps> anyway, so um, while uh, the other fauns and magical creatures are preparing your Hawaiian palace, we have a beautiful kingdom for you to rule in the underworld oh. where no one feels pain and nobody ever dies. Wow. That'd be great. Yeah. Because my, because my dad died. Yeah, and I know that as a 10-year-old, you're real concerned about pain and death. Mm. I definitely act that way as well during the film. Kids kids think about that all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, you're a princess. You forgot you're a princess because you looked at the sun. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah, long, long, long time ago. <laughs> Carry on. So, um, basically, I'm going to give you some optional fetch quests. Okay. And it, if you do them before the full moon, okay. which is coming in just six shopping days away, okay. then you will get to leave behind this stupid world of men and become a beautiful underworld princess fairy uh, person. Oh, that's, that sounds wonderful. I'm so upset because my mum, you see, she's always saying how it's bad that I'm reading these books about fairies. But I, I told, I, I knew that they were real. And here we are. And I am a fairy. Will my mum be okay? Ah, uh, bah, click, click, click. He says weirdly, dismissively and angrily. Um, he like uh, 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 snarls up his little cat nose and says, Dad, Flesh woman is not your real mother. Your real mother is Gaia, the earth, the magic within her, the feminine unknown. That woman who carried you and raised you, she's just a fucking egg holder. <laughs> she's just an egg cup, like could have at breakfast. You know, if there's one thing that me and the other main male character feel in this movie, I, I identify as male, <laughs> is that your mom has no other function than to be a brood mare. So, you know, that's the kind of uh, gender values we have in the underworld. How will, Prepare for that. How will I know what to do to pass these three optional fetch quests? Oh, easy. I give you this magic book. There's nothing written in it, um, and um, whenever you log on and are ready for a multiplayer session, you just wait for it to connect you with the server, and then your quest will appear. Okay. He hands over a beautiful leather-bound tome to Ophelia as her inventory is updated. <laughs> she becomes encumbered. Oh, I need to ride the horse out of here. We're gonna have to smash cut back to the bedroom. Mark, there's only there's only three places in this whole film. I feel like I'm in Groundhog's Day by Bill Murray. Back to the bedroom. Her mum in uh, in an opiate haze, an ether binge, a mm. uh, a wretched, uh, freakish trip. Uh, she is mm -hmm. she's coming out of the other side of that the following morning after Ophelia came back and snuck into bed next to her. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, Ophelia, my child, please draw closer to me. Whew, I know I'm as hot as an oven and as sweaty, sweaty as an inside trader who's being audited. Sweaty is the inside of an inside trader. What is it, dear mother? While I was tripping balls, I uh, took our beautiful fascist silk curtains and I knitted you, wait, I sewed you, this beautiful swastika evening gown um, 
just like the captain always wanted you to wear. Mm, oh, gee, thanks, Mum. Did, uh, did the Spanish even use the swastika? No, I don't, I don't know. They did. I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to that they they, when they I had, was learning about the, world history. They had the, I believe they have the, the hand grasping the arrows. Mm. Oh, she's still the, 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 the sticks. Arrow hand. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here's a. It's not a swastika. I just call that. That's my pet name for it. It's the old arrow hand of Ferdinand Fer, Fernando Francondo. I'm still tripping. Oh, well, thanks, thanks, Mum. It's, re- it's really good of you to, to have bought me these things, I guess. Uh, I didn't buy them. I made them with my own uh, fingers. How about some gratitude? Oh, I just, I just, you know, I don't really like fancy dresses. I really more like books about fairies and uh, uh, and and like biological dads. Look, you fucking furry. You are gonna dress like a lady. You're gonna stop going to those conventions. You're gonna grow up. You're gonna stop with your Lolita stuff. And drinking out of ornate tea sets, because you gotta become an adult or you're never gonna get into college. Sorry, that was a little harsh. It was. Yeah. I'm going to take a bath now, if it was important. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Wash off, wash off that childhood petulance and get on board with the fascist regime. <laughs> you're really buying into this, Mum. Look, when you're a pregnant woman who's married. So pregnant. To the captain. Woo! <laughs> Married to the captain of some real bad boys, you gotta square it in your mind somehow. Make it okay. And that means that compromise is the word of the day. Fine. I won't be happy about it. Ophelia yeah, runs great. off slapping. Happy is for kids. Sl- yeah, there's one point this film underlines. <laughs> uh, Ophelia runs off to the bathroom uh, where a where a steaming hot bath has been already drawn up for her by the household staff. Thanks, Mercedes. It's not a problem. I realize I have quite a quite a Fernando, what is his name, Fernet Branco voice. A Fernet Blanco? Yes, it was not too dissimilar from Incognito Jones. So no, they are very similar. They are very similar. I think I'll have to affect a more feminine tone for Mercedes. Wait a minute. Uh, Ophelia locks the door to the bathroom and uh, lowers the candlelight, looking around ca- cautiously. Fernet Blanco, is that you? Effie. <gasps> Fernet Blanco! No, it is wonderful to Hero to children everywhere! Wonderful to see you. Oh, it is such a pleasure to be here and help you through your many problems. Dearest, dearest, dearest traveler child, what is the problem with you today? Fernet Blanco, I'm having a problem because a fawn um, gave me this book of missions, but there's just blank pages in this book. I can't see a darn thing. Child, child, you are too impetuous. You need to look at it when you are alone. I will leave you, uh, and the meaning will come to you as surely as the water flows down a hill. The world's most precious resource. If you need me, I'm going out on the balcony to smoke a cigarette. Thanks, Fernet. I won't read into you hanging out in the women's bathroom at all. <laughs> it's, just, oh, bu- 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 it's just a bathroom. Oh, Come on, it's the 40s. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up, stop being so childish. No. No, I am soft, I am kind, I am Fernet Blanco. I understand, I realize I was intruding. I will wait in the courtyard. Fernet unfurls his beautiful white angelic wings and gracefully descends down into the courtyard. Don't me again. Just blow this flute, he says, and throws a flute to Ophelia. Hey, thanks for the flute, Fernet. <laughs> Use it wisely. 
he flaps down into the in, into the courtyard and you hear the click of a of, of a cigarette lighter lighting up. Ah, another child helped. <laughs> um <clears throat> now that she's alone, she opens up the Book of Crossroads, which is the special ancient tome, and suddenly, Harry Potter style, words, ink starts appearing. Glyphs and glorfs. All sorts of schematics, <laughs> glimpse and limp, <laughs> all smear across the page. Blueprints. Wow. Shooting. Orders. It's like it's like a beautiful motion picture. She says that poor creature who has never seen a movie. You know, because it's forty. Yeah, they don't have films or anything. <laughs> it says, mission number one. Uh, bring me the key that lies in the toad's belly. And then there's a little hard-to-read map that points to a giant dying fig tree. And underneath, there is a little cross-section of the, the tunnel underground. And a mean-looking toad who is somehow killing the fig tree with its very presence. It's doing, doing horrible big shits. All right, I got to get a key out of a frog's belly. How am I supposed to do that without any, like, epicac or swords? And then, magically, three stars fall out of her butt. <laughs> Not all magic is pleasant, <laughs> we hear Incognito Jones say from deep down in the labyrinth well. <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'll take these bezoars and I'll... um. Stick him in a frog's mouth and make him uh, puke up a key. That's pretty easy. Sounds good to me, says the book. <laughs> she says, for no reason. Ooh, you know what? Um, squeeze cut two. The pink fleshy udders of a cow. We zoom out and we see Mercedes's uh, facile hands squeezing milk out of that cow's teats into a wooden bouquet. Boy, that cow needed that. Um, Ophelia, on her way to the the Hall of the Frog, uh, <laughs> runs into Mercedes. Um, excuse me, child. Child, could you come here for a moment? Uh, yes, of course. I was on my way to make a frog vomit. Uh, sure, weren't we all? Anyway, I'm Mercedes, Hello. the pretty much... Uh, queen bee around here. I did. I didn't overhear you talking to every to any revolutionary doctors. Yes, that's what I wanted to address. Okay. I uh, just wanted to make uh, sure. Ophelia pulls the book up over her face with the eyeballs kind of again <laughs> in the middle of the conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to make sure you understand that if you tell anybody about me and the doctor helping out the guerrilla fighters, we're gonna be in big, big trouble. Oh no. Yeah, and I'm kind of like a second mother to you, so I'd really love it if you don't out us. Arguably a first mother. It's true, I did give birth to you, but let's keep that on, under wraps or Carmen will get mad. Duh, calm. <laughs> so emotional. Anyway, I'm off to go see a fawn. Oh, whoa, wait, wait. Um, My mother always told me, number one, fawns don't exist, and number two, never trust a fawn. Whatever! <laughs> Ophelia's on a tricycle winding a crazy path through the Spanish woods towards the dead old fig tree I'm creeping death 
just in case the <laughs> listeners wanted to know what that song was. Um, yeah, Enter the Tree. The poor, sad Deku tree has oh. like a sad, a <laughs> sad like old face. <laughs> it's played by the same voice uh, actor that did the cow. Right. Excuse me, Lord Tree of the Forest? Yeah. Are you dying from toad? My God. I'm going to come closer to the microphone. Hang on, because I angle my head back for the voice. Wait a minute. Are you, um, Billy Thornton? Uh, Thornton, the president um, of the United uh, States of America uh, from Love Actually? <laughs> I see you've seen my other one before I became a tree. Oh, that's what happened to you. I've been very, very ill, and now I'm a tree. That's what you get for spreading your pheromones with the the prime minister's best lady. Yeah. Yeah, all, uh, so listeners, go back and listen to the Love Actually episode and you'll get it. Yeah, listen back to the other episodes that I've been on. I even <laughs> love it. Anyway. It might have appeared in the Matrix. I don't I know. I was so... Yeah, I believe I was Switch. Oh, Switch. My favorite Nintendo system. Oh, enough, enough of this tomfoolery. Uh, there's this big old toad among my body parts and you're making me even sicker. Well, if you could just hike up your tree skirt, I will head on down below and I'll help you with your toad infestation. Uh, his, his arms start growing painfully slowly towards where his, where his, where his tree crotch would be. Mm. This feels very Last Unicorn to me, mm. if anyone's ever seen that disturbing tree from that movie. The uh, There is a, a, a wet noise of sucking mud and tearing <laughs> roots as the tree parts its body to allow Ophelia access to the cavernous catacombs underneath, dripping with mud and ichor. Mm, I, I feel like this is a metaphor for something, but I really don't want to wrap my head around it. Down we go, Whee! she says, putting on her Spanish snorkel and goggles. She descends into the muck realm mm. and it starts just like muddifying and bugifying her beautiful Nazi evening gown, just like giant pill bugs. Oh, Tangent, Grant, yeah. and in your neck of the woods, in your region, rolling of the gyms is what we call them. Are you serious? You, you call oh, what do you call those little bugs uh, that roll up those isopods? Wood lice, we call them wood lice. Wood lice. Wood lice yes. Wow, that's like more frightening than they need to be. They're, they're, they're pill bugs for you. Yeah. Well, where I grew up, they were called pill bugs, mm. but I've also heard them in the U.S. called roly polies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and pill beetle, um, but they are technically isopods. Yeah. So right, when something. I want to be... They're called, uh, listener, you'll love this, cheesy bugs or cheese lugs, <laughs> slaters, grammar sows or gramphers, butchy boys, chisel bobs, <laughs> peebles, and my favorite one from England, <coughs> timber pigs. Wow. I was just going <clears> to <throat> say... These could easily, to my ear, be British slang for football fans. Yeah, absolutely anything. Like, oh, he's a real oh, buzzy buttons he is. <laughs> yeah, a cheese boy, <laughs> through and through. Crunchy Bats <laughs> is one of the names we have for them. <laughs> Who'd you support, Crunchy Bat? 
these horrible little fuckers uh, have swelled up to almost palm size and are scuttling around all over Ophelia in this surprisingly roomy tunnel. It's it's yeah. like, it's 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 almost it's a mystical. It's almost like there's it's almost like there's more tunnel down here than the wood can handle than there would be. It's a mystical portal. I suspect there was a being John Malkovich door in front of it at one point, um, but you know it led to a, a like a sort of medium level actor of the 1940s instead of John Malkovich because he was just a little baby. Possibly, I can't think of any medium level actors from the 1940s. I don't know enough about it. I was thinking about Nicolas Cage the other day. Okay. There's a movie coming out where he's playing himself, yeah. at, and uh, I I was like, I I suppose there must be one actor in every generation that's like kind of a joke, mm-hmm. but also kind of taken seriously. Like he keeps getting work, mm-hmm. and I can't identify who the others are. But it's this very strange phenomenon where Nick Cage is like. We don't view him seriously, but he also gets so much work. And, he, well, and also, he's a very good—he's a very good actor. Is he a very good? Yeah, actor? yeah. Like he's got—he's—he's he's won Oscars mm. for his work, and like most recently, Fair. the color. Again, we gotta cut this, cut this all out. Uh, most recently, the color out of space. Uh, he's yeah. really good in that, and he plays it. He plays it straight, and like I just think that he has like he is a good actor, but he could like when when he sits down and, and signs on the signs on the dotted line for the film he decides whether he's going to be Nicolas Cage actor or Nick motherfucking Cage yeah. and that's just the like the madman yeah 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 it's the different the different trousers different legs of the trousers that he goes down <laughs> so these CGI isopods are crawling all over Ophelia although she doesn't seem to mind or react because they're obviously computer generated bugs until she finds a hideous, squidious toad. Hello. <laughs> Wearing his uh, trademark mushroom turban and a shirtless pants combination. And a waistcoat. And a waistcoat, yes. Toad's got the little waistcoat. Uh, it's a strange creature. I've come for the key that you have. You'll never get the key from me. I just want to sit here and eat bugs. Woo! Toad says and notices a filthy, crunchy bat or whatever, a cheese boy, (laughs) crawling on Ophelia's cheek. Toad's amphibioid tongue shoots out of his cute little cartoonish mouth and slaps Ophelia squar across the cheek, leaving a disgusting trail of slime and plucking the writhing bug off of her and returning it to Toad's gaping maw. Ophelia wipes wipes the horrible tongue snot off her face. She looks at the Toad crunching away on the isopod and looks back over to an isopod just a few feet away from her. The toads like eating the isopods. Oh, and while the toad is distracted by the isopod, she runs up and pushes all three stones into his mouth. Just like elbow deep in <laughs> toad's writhing head. <laughs> he, he, he impotently smacks at her face, but the ten-year-old girl is taller than poor little toad. Like foot and a half. The toad's yeah. Toad says and holds his rapidly distending, discoloring belly. Oh no! Oh no! Um, Toad shits. 
suddenly explodes, covering the inner tunnel with bright green toad blood. <laughs> Censored for it's kids. Like Nickelodeon, it's like a Nickelodeon orgy. Nickelodeon Bacardi, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, she's been gacked. Mm -hmm. And, like, in the movie, left behind is this gigantic slab of yellowish fat. Yeah. Like, it's so nasty. It's like what health class teachers show you when they're like, if you eat fast food, you'll get this. And they bring out, like, a 10-pound slab of fast fake food. fat. Okay. Yeah. And it's yellow and jelly-like and d just awful. Yeah, anyway, Guillermo del Toro thought it would be cool to have that in his movie, covered in bugs. So the toad just inverts um, and uh, yaks up an enormous fat packet of yellow substance. Drugs. Fat packet of yellow <laughs> drugs. And on top... My heroin! On top is, uh, on top is a reward for Ophelia's task. She digs her tiny childlike hands into the fat and produces a sticky key, which is quite beautiful when it's not covered in effluvia. Da 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 da! The backtrack says, letting us know that this quest has been completed. We hear uh, the, the Polish singers of her Witcher world go, Yeah! Because <laughs> she, she just beat the level. <laughs> That's a very niche joke. Yeah, people but, played I, The Witcher. That's okay. Yeah, if you haven't played The Witcher, you put down this podcast and do yourself well, a favor. You, you can do both. That's fine. Put the subtitles on. But how will they hear the... Yeah! Shit, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> put this podcast down. Go and complete one mission on The Witcher and come back to us. 